Hey guys, welcome back to another Scrubbed In YouTube video. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast, enjoying all the other little videos we've been releasing throughout season two. But this one, what we're gonna do today is basically Ams needs to answer for his sins. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> basically, <laughs> nah, so there was this one time where I'm trying to get hold of Ams, we're trying to plot the video, you know, we need to record, I can't get through to him, you know, and normally, normally Ams picks up, right? This time, he's not picking up, and I'm on the verge of like, shall I call his wife? Is it appropriate <laughs> or not? Um, and then, obviously, I think you put it up on the Instagram story, you got yeah, yeah, worked, yeah. you ended up in hospital. So we thought, do you know what? It might be a cool video just to kind of talk about life on the other side as being a patient, or for you, not me. Hopefully, yeah. I don't want to be a patient anytime <laughs> you soon. You never want to be, um, man. So kind of talk us through that. Um, you, you know what, it, it was a funny experience and I'll tell you all about it as well. So the first thing, obviously, so you know what, I started off with um, just having generalized abdominal pain. I thought it was a bit of a, just, just DMV. Mm. Uh, in fact, the last time we recorded, mm. I, I was having the, t- I had the tummy bug and I was Is like, it? oh man. Okay. But we recorded and I went home and everything. So a couple of days went by, I missed the first day and it takes a lot to stop me from going to work. And then... Um, yeah, I just became really, and then I became peritonitic, and I'm there on my bed, and I'm examining myself, like, yeah, I'm Rob Singh's positive, yeah. it's now in the right iliac fossa, there's a right tender point, I'm at Bernie's point, and they're all buzzwords for, obviously, appendicitis, mm. um, and just to be sure, me not just doing it, I got my wife to examine me, and I said, go on, do a full abdominal examination. Wait, wait hold on a second, right? So, so, query appendicitis, okay, forget yeah. query. You got an acute abdomen, so you're pain in proper pain. So you're sitting on the bed, self-examining you, yeah. So I'm not a good patient, man. I don't want to go into hospital. I was not gonna go into hospital until I was gonna die, basically. So that's how you know what point I reached. Um, but yeah, I examined myself and I was like, oh man. And then I became peritonitic in the sense that my abdomen, I could feel hmm. movement. If I coughed, if I laughed, if I and it hurt, and I was like, oh man. If I don't go now, I probably will die. Mm. So anyway, I went. Um, so I went to the hospital. The first thing I did was obviously, I went through ED. I know the process. Mm. The first thing I do is obviously say, I'm a medical SHO yeah. as well. Um, so obviously they gave me the little perks, like fast track you a little bit. Uh, so I was seen quite quickly and the boss came around, saw me. So um, did you go to the A&E you worked at? No, no, no. I, went oh, you went to I didn't want to be seen for gut issues then. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy's got diarrhea and come yeah. to the place yeah. he works at. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I went to a different hospital. Oh, this is where it's funny. Do you remember in Margate yeah. what issue I had when I started clinical medicine? No. With bloods. Oh, you see, faint. Every time you take blood, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. take blood at all. So basically, I go there. I, for some reason, I can take blood, by the way. I can do loads of that. I can put eye gels down. I can put, yeah. take an ABG, whatever. Yeah. I cannot, cannot, cannot have a needle stuck into me. So what happened was... So you're out here doing it to everyone else. When the tables have turned, you know, you can't hack so, it. So check this out. So I go into the office and the phlebotomist is now going to take my blood. Mm. And I sit there and I put my arm out and I go, boss, I've got really good veins. By the way, I've got good veins. You yeah. can see the veins. Yeah. I just said to him, I do have a vasovagal reaction time to time. Don't yeah. hit the arrest bell because I don't want every doctor to know I've, I've, I've fainted over this. Yeah. He goes, you're not going to faint. Yeah. Anyways, so you can see, the you could get it yeah. in 100%. You could get it in. Anyway, he pokes it. And you know when they miss, is it? You know when they miss, you know it's gonna be messed up. <laughs> yeah. So he missed. Yeah. And then, but I didn't want to be mean because I know what it's like when patients True. go, oh, you're, you're yeah. crap. I hand it over. I was like, I don't care if he misses, I'm gonna let him have as many goes as he wants. Mm. So he's there poking. And I'm like, 
us, I'm gonna go. Is it? Did you, did you know it? You know Vesa Vega, it's quite cool because you get tunnel vision yeah. and you feel lightheaded and I was like, I'm gonna go mate. I'm gonna <laughs> go. And he's like, no, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna go. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm halfway down the seat like this. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, oh, you fainted, but come back. He's, and I'm, <laughs> but he said, come back when no. the video is stuck in your hand. Yeah, he hasn't got in yet. I fainted, I come back and he's still doing it. So then what <laughs> yeah. happens, yeah? And then he, so I look back, I'm like, and you can get back up now. You're still going. No, no, it gets oh. worse because, and then I pass out again. Next thing I know, so I'm like out halfway twice, down bro. the sea, halfway down and the he's sea. He's still trying it. And now I see the consultant and everyone coming. I'm like, oh, it's only a vasovagal. Relax, relax. I'm a yeah. medical SHO. It's not, I'm not arrested. Obviously, all the other yeah. SHOs are laughing. They're like, what? Aren't you a doctor as yeah, well? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I passed out with that. <laughs> I'm laughing. Guess what? He didn't get it in, and then he didn't get it in on this side. Why don't you just take it yourself? You know, I've met people that self cannulate. <laughs> you can though. No, think about it. You just and if I faint while doing it myself, <laughs> yeah. <you're> just... Guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. It's a real it. thing. It's a real reflex. Yeah. I faint for some reason. Anyways, uh, by the way, I didn't mm. just faint. I faint and fitted. You had a fit. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny. Like he a proper like, fit. Yeah, he was like, I had to call. I had to hit the arrest bell, dude. You were just shaking over the floor. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. Like, I don't know. I'm laughing like, you when you nearly died. <laughs> I'm like, you what? Anyways. Got taken round um, to the ED. He mm. cannulated me, and then he can. Ah, oh, guy, guys who are going to be cannulating, please cannulate a vein properly. Mm. J- just take the precaution, like the steps of putting a proper tourniquet on, mm. letting it dilate, finding it, mapping it out. He cannulated my tendon, my bicipital tendon, put it straight that into there. Painful. So when I try to curl now, I can feel the tendon. Huh. Like, like weird. It's it's just weird. But you know what? It goes to show what patients go through. Cause like and we just go in. Yeah, so like, like even on IT on the general wards, we're just poking loads of time getting blood. We're you know having loads of attempts at cannulation, and you know we've got this mentality as medics like you've been told to do it. However you do it, make sure you do it. You right? do it That's yeah. our, and we're quite scared at times to ask for senior help. But so you know it's it's awful, man. Well, I learned. I learned. This is how much I learned. The next day, because I was an inpatient. The mm. next day, I'm skipping a bell. I come back. The next day, the phlebotomist came round for mm. bloods. And she was like, I'm here to take blood. I was like, you what? <laughs> For what indication? She was like, oh, it's been signed. I was like, let me see the stickers. FBC using these. You don't need them. You've got it from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I turned her away. I was like, I'm not <laughs> going through it again. But it goes to show though. <laughs> like, Gigi, right, finish your story. And then yeah. there's quite an important question. So, ED sees me. ED says, oh, damn, you got a really peritonitic abdomen. Surgical see me. And they're like, oh, you got a, da- you got a peritonitic abdomen. We're going to have to CT scan you. Fine. Um, so now I'm thinking of, Oh, see, this is what we never think of. So, mm. but as the patient, I was thinking of the ra- radiation risk. Now, mm. I'm there like, oh man, I don't want cancer and all of that. Mm. So, the first thing I do is get on the phone to Lukman, mm. and I'm on the phone texting yeah. him like, bro, is it safe to? He's a radiologist, by the way. Mm. I was like, is it safe for all of this to happen? Um, and he was like, of course, to get the right diagnosis. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. So I agreed. Mm. And then this is another experience I will never forget. The, f- the sensation of contrast going through you. So I had a contrast CT. Oh, you had a contrast CT. It's Why did they do just, a contrast CT? Uh, just because uh, they wanted to see the whole abdomen Probably. and um, have the arterial and venous um, phases as well. Um, so they did contrast, and I kid you not, mm. it's not just a, sen- a fluid going into you. So the warning that's given before you have contrast is that you're going to feel a hot sensation. Yeah. When the contrast goes into you, imagine like your skin and everything being on fire like a flow from your arm yeah. going across your body in this direction yeah. and then down like instantaneously that's how quick your circulation is by the way yeah. so you feel hot and you feel like you're on fire literally fire 
And I, I was thinking I was going to have an anaphylactic reaction. So I was swallowing, checking, making sure my tongue wasn't swelling. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And they put me through the CT scanner. CT scanner again, it's claustrophobic. When, when patients say, oh, it's a bit claustrophobic. Mm. I'm like, Actually, get over it. Get yeah. It's a bit tight, man. It is a bit tight. Seriously. I can see where they're coming from. Um, anyways, yeah, I was put through that. Um, there was loads of inflammatory changes that were picked up and stuff mm. on mm. CT scan. It was all infective, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, inpatient stay. How was it? How was the experience? Did Just, you? Oh, so, man. you know, them ones, so, you know, they usually say doctors are the worst patients, right? So everyone, you know, you, you go medical for years, you practice for a year mm. or two, and you think, yeah, this is how you manage it, antibiotics, whatever. Did you feel like you were mismanaged or like you would have done something different if you were a patient? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. how would you manage yourself? You know or what? did if, they do it if as you expected? I sort of did make the recommendations. Like, I, would, I was giving recommendations of what I think it is, mm. what antibiotic I should be on and stuff like that. Mm. Um, for example, when I was discharged, I said, I think we should cover for this bug using this antibiotic. Mm. But the thing is, I didn't do it in a rude way because I know what that feels like because mm. I've treated doctors and mm. when they're rude, it's just like... You just shut off yeah, and you're just like, like, let me do my job. But I sort of just said, oh, what do you think about... Because they were seniors, so I showed mm. them the respect they deserve. Because mm. I'm only an SHO. Mm. Um, so I sort of said, what do you think about this? You know more than this. Mm. What do you think about covering for this organ? Because I honestly think, with no family history of this, 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 I can't have this condition and mm-hmm. disease. Um, and they were like, you, you know what, you're right. Let's mm. put, let's. And I think we had a good... You know the whole phrase? Um, what is it? Where patients... Centred. Uh, no, 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 you know when the doctor and the patient forms a good relationship and it's sort of shared care. A shared care. Shared care plan. So it's like we made, we came to an agreement mm-hmm. about what's the best for us. Mm. Um, if I manage myself, yeah, I would do the same. I hope. Good. I hope, I hope. Um, but I can see the doctors that I got were all really good. I can mm. see points of delays that could have happened mm. that were missed because I guess mm. I, they were a bit more on edge because yeah. I was I think, a medical doctor. Yeah, it goes to show like um, this bias we have or this this level of caregiving, and I know it's not good, mm. it's when you're treating a fellow medical colleague, you kind of got that extra mile, you're a bit more like, yo, let's do this, let's sort him mm. out, he's one of us. At the flip side, I was an Obzingani, right? Obzingani has one of the highest levels of litigation, even in the UK, right? The highest mm. number of people complaining. And when we had like lawyers or barristers, it was one of the first things that used to be said in Hanover, heads up, room X, Y, and Z is a barrister, and everyone's like, oh crap, we just need to make sure we're not on game, you know, mm-hmm. make sure we don't have a mistakes, otherwise we're all going to get sued and we're going to lose our license. But it kind of goes to show like um, that bias and how certain people's mm. career or their background affects the way you manage their care. Mm. So I know the doctors that saw that barrister who came in for a certain condition, they're spending an extra two, three minutes thinking, what's other diagnosis? What am I doing mm. wrong? Mm. And I think that should happen for everyone. But it's funny, right? When you see this, yeah. you start you do things a bit differently a bit differently it's true it's true i think that's it's a natural human thing isn't it when mm. when fear starts to drive you to start considering because now you're not just thinking about the patient you're actually thinking about you're actually thinking about yourself exactly because that person is more likely to now take mm. you to court exactly. if you, if you so we do it out of selfishness mm. like it's the selfishness, first thing yeah. of human you know it's not what people say the survival. biggest thing is survival right you're yeah. selfish first you know you can be selfless and do acts of selflessness but you always come down to how it affects you as you, an individual yeah, yeah um, exactly so to kind of wrap up um one of you know the, the shorter youtube videos how would you say it's affected the way you are as a doctor and how you'd move forward treating other people it doesn't need to be someone that may have had appendicitis but like what have you learned being a patient you know what i just learned how difficult it actually is because 
we just sit there and we're like I'm going to cannulate you and mm. we cannulate them and I'm going to do an ABG on you mm. and then I'm going to put an IGL down mm. you I'm going to put a Gadol into mm. you and we actually forget what it feels like mm. what it feels like so if you're going to do an ABG some of the trusts actually recommend that you use local anesthetic for pain relief mm. and ABG is painful it's painful it's painful oh. like having a needle put into that area oh my god like I would faint and have a have a status epileptic fit there, man. That's it is, do you know what? Yeah, ABGs. I know it's painful because you can just see it on someone's yeah. face. Most of the time, ooh, I'm sure like pretty much a lot of people in the country have had blood taken or had a cannula in. But ABGs, you can just tell looking at someone's face how painful yeah. it is. And I know it's painful because I've hit bone. And you can feel you, it yeah, when you hit bone hit and um, it is rough. Yeah. But so, so I think so I think what is is just it says the patients are genuinely going through hell and it's just make it easy as much as you can for them make it easy as much as you can and I think I'm a bit more like it develops your empathy empathy your appreciation to know oh, they're in pain and I'm gonna yeah. put I'm gonna put them through even, even more, more pain, pain. <laughs> because I'm gonna cannulate uh, them and all sorts I think it's easy to forget that we we subject them to lots of things some yeah. are necessary some at times may not be necessary and. It's like a, it's for us. It becomes a to do list, a tick list. Yeah. Do this, do this, do this, send bloods, do this, etc. Like the concept of doing bloods. Mm. So that bloods, they weren't actually needed. Yeah, they weren't needed at the time. But they mm. they would have maybe been useful to them. But mm. I thought it wasn't needed. Mm. It's like to avoid bloods if they're not needed. Yeah, for sure, I because agree. it's just exposing them to more tests and another needle prick and just pain unnecessarily. Pain. Most important question: Did you have the hospital food, or did you do the typical Asian thing and your whole family came in? And they start cooking in your little room. Do you know what you have to do? Wow. When you fall ill and all of our viewers have to, you have to take advantage, man. I sat there and yeah. I told my wife, yo, I could do with three GDK meals. <laughs> I could do with some fried chicken. Oh, so you didn't even I get to get hospital food. You abused No, I had the hospital food. It was, it was a nice. So okay, like, that's what I'm saying. And she brought me in everything. She brought Is me that? in everything that I wanted. And I was like, yeah, I spent like a good... Over two nights, good hundred pound worth of food. That's just abused. Fine. The so story is, if you're an impatient, <laughs> just order it. It's an Asian thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, you take advantage of like yeah, like yeah, they're coming. With a, yeah, with but a like chicken. Asian families, they normally bring in food and they kind of like bring in their home yeah. delicacies. No, and we have food that we we, we think <laughs> will make you better. No, you know what? I didn't let my mom come. Um, I didn't want her to worry. Yeah, fair enough. So I actually barred them and I just said, "Look, I'm gonna come back in a day and then." At night I said, yeah, I'll come back maybe tomorrow. Fair. <laughs> um, so I so actually bought them. I only let my wife come. Fair. Um, so now yeah. you guys know what I was thinking when <laughs> I couldn't get hold of this guy. And I'm already saying that because a few weeks earlier, I called him because we planned to come in to record a session. But he was so fast asleep, he forgot <laughs> yeah. we were supposed to come in. So I was on, uh, you know, at the at campus for two hours. I think, nah, I'm, he never fails. He's always on time. It's me that's I always late. So I couldn't get hold of him. Couldn't have got hold of him. So I, at that time, I did call your wife. And I think your wife woke yeah. you up. I was like, huh? He didn't say record today. Yeah. And, it, and she was like, he's waiting at the studio right now. And he's been there for two hours. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I made it up to you. I dropped you off home. Yeah, You're so far away, man. Drop me off home. But um, I hope that I gave an insight to what it feels like being a patient. Um, a massive thank you for watching the YouTube um, videos. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go to the website. Subscribe for our newsletters. Um, we've got loads more amazing things loads, coming up. Loads. loads more educational videos. Loads more interviews. A day in the life series. Um, and we'll see you in the next video.